the realm of the peace of the Lord that comes from leaning into him, from actually letting go of everything and leaning into the very substance of who he is and functioning from that place. This is the realm of the peace of the Lord. So what's a Christmas message? (laughs) What's the meaning of his birth? And I would really say that for this season on earth, the message that he has for his body and his people is the message of peace, the message of hope and the message of peace. So I have a lot of scripture and I invite you to note them down. Take notes, grab your phones. I won't be thinking you're on Facebook. (laughs) You might be, but I won't be thinking that. And I invite you that over this season to weaponize these scriptures. Use them as weapons of warfare. And what does that mean? It means to meditate on them, speak them out, praise with them, worship with them. And not only will you fly through this whole season from a place of peace, but you will find that as you get so comfortable with the place of peace that you are actually able to administrate a realm of peace around you, change things, just as Jesus did. So I want to start from the prophecy about Jesus before his birth out of Isaiah 9, verses 6 to 7. For unto us a child is born. So when I realized that I was speaking today, the last... (laughs) the last meeting of the year, this is the first scripture that comes to to me. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. The zeal of the the Lord of hosts, like it comes with that passionate, like punch, like this this is going to be established and the Lord of hosts will establish it. So we've received this gift from heaven. This gift of Christ, born who will carry the full weight of the administration of the government of heaven for us, and in carrying that weight for us, we will be able to know him or he will be known to us. And that word known means we will experience him, right? In, in the fullness of these names. So he'll carry all the weight and then under that weight, so it's like under the wing, right? So he carries the weight, the full weight of the government and the administration of the kingdom of heaven is on his shoulders. And then tucked in under that, we get to experience him according to his names that are described here, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. We get to know him, we get to experience the, the nature of the Lord sitting under where him carrying the weight of these names. So I want to look at peace today, the Prince of Peace, and he'll be called the Prince of Peace. Now I straight away look at that and go, why Prince, why not King? 
I'm like, let me, so I had to look at it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I have to understand this. Why isn't he the king? Why is he the prince of peace? So, but when you look at the word, the Hebrew word for prince means the head person, the chief, I love this, and the keeper. So he is the keeper of the peace, the steward of the peace. That's what prince means. He's the keeper, the distributor of peace, the one who holds it, protects it, and looks after it the Prince of Peace. So he will be called the Prince of Peace and of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. And I think that sometimes in the world that we're in at the moment, we forget this. We forget that of the increase of his government and of the increase of his peace, there will be no end. His government is increasing It is ongoing. His peace is increasing. It is ongoing. This is his promise. And sometimes we look around at our circumstances or we look around at the earth and we think that God's a liar. But of the increase of his government, there will be no end. And it says, and he will establish it. So of his peace, there will be no end. And he will establish it, which means he will uphold it he will support it, and he will strengthen it. So his coming, the kingdom of heaven is there to support, uphold, and strengthen peace and his government, and he does it with justice and righteousness. So with justice and righteousness, he upholds his government of peace. So he will continue to establish justice and righteousness on the earth. So, As I started to look at the proclamations around Jesus, I found peace was proclaimed at every major transition. The peace, who he was as peace in every major transition. And and we realize that he comes, like he's he's coming to his crucifixion and like peace is declared. At every major transition. So peace was prophesied in Isaiah as we looked at. Then Zechariah prophesying about his son, John the Baptist, who will prepare the way of the Messiah, the Messiah to come, who is described in that passage of Scripture as the sunrise or the day spring, who is at this moment in Mary's womb. And in Luke 1, 79, it speaks of the Messiah and it says this, that he will give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into ways of peace. And then as he's about to be born, the heavenly host, multitudes of angels, burst through the darkness to the shepherds and declare in Luke 2.14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill, which is delight and purpose toward men. And then as Jesus comes down from the Mount of Olives, they place their cloaks over the colt that he's wearing, not a colt, like. (laughs) And the people then decree this, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord and peace in heaven and glory to God in the highest. And then to top it all off, When he's about to be crucified, I told you there's a lot of scripture. 
When he's about to be crucified, he explains that he does not leave us alone. He explains to the disciples, he's the one about to be crucified, but he's he's explaining to them, don't worry, I'm not leaving you alone. Caring for their hearts always. He explains that he gives the Holy Spirit and he says this in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, which is a subjective peace. And then it says this, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. See, his peace is enough to hold us steady, to empower us. is an empowerment in the peace of the Lord to not let, that's our part, not let by holding on to the peace Don't let, do not let your heart be troubled. Hold on to the peace. Do not let your heart be afraid. Hold on to the peace because there is power in the very peace of God to enable us to not be troubled and not be afraid if we stay in the peace. The Holy Spirit In the Holy Spirit, we are always empowered to walk on pathways of peace. He always empowers us. He always uplifts us and supports us to walk on pathways of peace if we choose to lean into him. Do not let it happen, it says. Do not let your heart be troubled. Don't let it happen. I I have given you this gift of peace. So don't allow your heart to go into a place of trouble. Do not allow your heart to go into a place of fear. Hold on to my peace. And then Jesus goes on throughout John to explain all these things, that is the truth of the kingdom of heaven, all of these things I have explained to you beforehand. So in John... John 14, he talks about I am the way, right? In John 15, he talks about abide in me or I am the vine and you are the branches. He also says, if the world hates you, meh, it hated me first. It happens. He says, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. So he, he sets out all of these kingdom truths all the way through John And he goes on and then he says, look, I understand that you're going to be scattered and you're going to leave me alone. He he understood that he would be not with his friends, not with his closeness in those final moments. He goes, you're all going to scatter, You're you're all going to leave me. And then he says, but I'm not alone, the Father's with me. He says in John 16, 33, this is the Amplified. I have told you these things, all of those things that I just said, all of the things of the kingdom, all of the ways to be in him. I've told you all of these things so that in me, you may have perfect peace. In the world, you will have tribulations and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. And it says, my conquest is accomplished and my joy is abiding. It says, I have told you all of these things. I have given you all of the coordinates about how to get into me. 
I have given you all of like chapters and chapters and chapters of, of the ways to abide in him, the ways to stay in him, the ways to engage him. I've, I've, I've given you all of the coordinates, all of the pathways, all of the things that you need. Because in me, no matter what you go through, you are in the one who has already conquered it all. So you can always have peace, no matter the trials, no matter the tribulations, no matter the things that you go through. I have given you the pathway into me because I know that in me, you can have perfect peace. In me, and here's the way, you are in the one who has already overcome all of these things that you will face and that you will go through. There is peace to be found in the Lord. He goes, yes, the world's hectic, But be in me, be in the one who has already overcome. Be in that place of perfect peace. And then Jesus, when he bumps into his disciples in his resurrected body, they freak out. He goes, peace be with you. One of the first things he says to them, peace be with you, because they're about to like disassociate through trauma. So the Greek word for peace I'm going to try to pronounce it. Irane, irane, means to join. Peace by implication, prosperity. And prosperity means the fullness of everything you need. It means one, peace, quietness, rest. And this is, this is the point that I, I want um, to bring this afternoon, is it means to be set at one again. The peace, the perfect peace of the Lord sets us at one again. Perfect peace is oneness with the Lord. That's why Jesus says, you're about to scatter, you're all about to leave me, but I'm not alone. The Father is with me. I am one with the Father. And he had the substance of what peace is, is oneness with the Lord. So he was never alone. He was never by himself. He was in perfect union with the Lord, oneness, and therefore he had perfect peace. Perfect peace is oneness within ourselves, where our heart is full and our heart does not condemn us. You know, scientists have discovered that we have brain cells in our heart that act independent from our brain. And they say, this is scientists, say, that if you can calibrate these two together, the cells of the brain in the mind and the cells of the brain in the heart, you can draw anything to you instead of waiting for the universe. That's scientists. It only took them 2,000 years to catch up to 1 John 3, where it says, if our heart does not condemn us, we have full confidence before God that whatever we ask, we receive in him. He already knew this. If we can get the mind of our heart and the mind of our mind to come into agreement and not be double-minded, so that being double-minded essentially means that here and here are not the same. Double-mindedness. If we flip-flop between what we feel, what we think, what we feel, what we think, changing with the weather. But if if we can get our mind and our heart to come into alignment. It says, ask whatever you desire. That's oneness. Ask what, that's peace. Ask whatever you desire and we can receive that from him. 
So for this season, and I don't wanna keep you really late today, but I just wanna give you a few keys that the Lord's been giving me over probably the last eight months um, to a year about how to find peace, how to stay in peace, and then how to bring peace. So number one, this is very me, step by step. So number one A, So number one is find your peace. How do I find peace? Number one, A. Set your mind above. Romans 8, 6. For to set your mind on the flesh is death, but to set your mind on the spirit is life and peace. When we set our mind on the things of the Spirit, when we set our mind on the things that are above, the things that are praiseworthy, the things that are excellent, the things that are honourable, when we set our mind on those things, we are actually pulled into a place of life and peace. When we set our mind on the um, fleshly things, the worry, we are actually drawn into a place of death. So set your mind on the things above. Do not mistake peace with false comfort. To think that only when conditions are perfect we can have peace, we've got it wrong. Peace is actually tested and found in the middle of the storm. Jesus was in perfect peace at the bottom of the boat. Then he demonstrated the peace for the benefit of others to calm the storm. Comfort can simply be a false refuge that seeks to disassociate from the world or seek, we seek to disassociate from the world around us instead of engaging it from peace and with peace to impact it. So what that looks like is going into a, a place of, um, in, in crisis, instead of going to the Lord and asking him, like, what do I do with this? What do I do with the condition of my heart? Or what do I do in this situation? We go into... I'm just going to watch television and not think about it. Or I'm going to drink alcohol or I'm going to eat chocolate or whatever it is that, you, that pulls you into a place of not actually um, laying hold of peace. That's a false refuge. And it's death. It doesn't, it doesn't bring any life to us. It says trials we will have. But as John 16.33 said, in him we have peace. Revelation 6, 6 talks about famine and lack. It talks about not being able to pay, like a, a day's wages for bread. But do not harm or do not do unjustly to the oil and the wine. The oil and the wine is a place of abiding in him, a place of joy and a place of peace. Do not trade perfect peace, true peace for a false refuge. Refuge. Okay, number one, B. <laughs> Walk in his ways. So number one, one, A was set your mind on things above. One, B is walk in his ways. We've throughout this whole year so often spoken about the ways of the Lord, the paths of the Lord, the territory in the inner world. You've heard it probably from every single person who's preached up here from, a very, from different angles and from different perspectives, but all saying the same thing. It is the territory of the, our inner world where we need to find him, establish him and be in him. 
walking in his ways, on his pathways. And if you've got time over the Christmas season, it would behoove you to re-listen to some of those about pathways, about how to organise and, and, and set up your inner world, the inner territory of your life, because that's, that's where the kingdom comes onto earth through. In his ways, on his paths, are light and life and peace and joy. So we need to find his ways, find his paths and walk in them. One, see. Seek wisdom. Proverbs 3, 17. Her ways are pleasantness and her paths are peace. When you have to decide about something, make a decision, or decide how to react in a situation or engage in a matter, ask. Wisdom, what do you say? And you know, the moment you say that, you already know. (laughs) Most of the time, when you're about to react instead of respond, and you just pause and you say, wisdom, what do you say about this? You almost know almost straight away what the the right response is in a situation. It's very rare that we don't already know what the response is the moment we pause and don't let ourselves react, but we choose to respond. Um, And if in a situation you really can't hear what is wisdom to um, what wisdom is in that situation, then you need to pull yourself away so you can hear. Ask wisdom. You know, Let's just say you're at Christmas dinner and mum insults you about your hair for the 20th year in a row or something like that. (laughs) This is not my mother. Um, Sometimes we just need to wait and see what what is the response in the moment? How do I deal with it in the moment? But don't forget to ask your heart later. Sometimes we just have to bite our tongue Right? Sometimes we just don't, don't react. Maybe respond later when like, the emotion isn't so high. But when we do that, still make sure you go and check in on your heart later. Go and go, okay, that really hurt. Instead of don't disassociate from the pain. Don't allow that to then build a new structure in you. You remove yourself from the situation. Don't react but later check your heart and ask the Lord, what do I do about that? Year after year after year after year, this pain keeps up. I don't know how to respond and I don't know how to not betray my heart if I stay silent. Because sometimes when we stay silent, then our heart later on doesn't trust us anymore. You never stand up for me. I'm just supposed to cop this year after year after year. But what you should do is spend the 11 months... (laughs) From January to November, if it's a December thing, working on your response in your heart so that by the time next time it happens, you've already got a response. Your heart's in a different place. You're already in a place of peace. So either just rolls off of you or you've actually got a kind word to respond which turns away wrath, right? Don't try to do that now. Don't try into December to get a whole year's worth of like pulling down all of your structures and everything just so you can go to Christmas lunch. Just be in peace this year, maybe say nothing, but then work on it so that you have a place to respond to from in the future.
Okay, so, and do not mistake peace with appeasement. You are not meant to tolerate abuse or bad behaviour. That is not what I am saying. Do not hear that. But wait in the moment. Appeasement will every time take you out of peace. When you appease, it'll take you out of peace every single time and lead you eventually into destruction. It's actually the way of the fear of man. So the question for the Lord is this, how do I respond and not react? And am I in a place this year, (laughs) at this point in time, to do that? Or are there some things that I need to work on in in the heart realm? So I actually live in a place of peace. I actually abide in peace, and peace abides in me. So number one, A, B, C, D. Incline your ear to him. In Psalm 85, verse 8, it says, I will hear what, the, what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people and to his, his saints, but not let them turn again to folly. And when we incline our ear to the Lord, when we're actually ready to listen to him and we will... See, the spirit world knows when we're pretending... Or when we mean it, when we will incline and do, like listen and do, the spirit world knows. Why is the Lord silent sometimes? Maybe he knows we won't do it even if he says it. (laughs) Because the spirit world requires the agreement. So incline your ear to the Lord with the intent of the heart to say yes to the way he wants you to respond instead of react. Oh, number two. Okay, so number one was find your peace. Number two, stay in peace. I always have to um, trace back to the moments I've lost my peace. And sometimes you don't know for hours, and sometimes maybe even days, and it takes you a little while uh, to, to trace it back. But you know you've lost your peace when you're just starting to get really agitated. You, you get bitey and everything feels really difficult and you just, like you can't find a place of rest. You respond to everything wrong. <laughs> you're bitey, you're narky, and, and you go, okay, if you have the presence of mind, stop and trace back where it is that you lost your peace. When you get really good at this, it doesn't, like, you notice very, very quickly when you've lost your peace. And if you can trace back and repent or change or um, forgive or whatever needs to happen in that moment, your peace is restored really quickly. Sometimes it's a comment. Sometimes it's a comment something someone's made and it's gotten under your guard and it's, and it's hurt, but because you're so busy, you've just had to continue on with the day and you haven't, you haven't stopped to ask your heart what's going on or you haven't stopped to be able to negotiate the pain that you felt. Or maybe you, you, know, you think, well, I'm the mum, 
maybe it's a child, I'm the mom, I shouldn't feel pain about this, I'm just going to keep moving on. And yet there's not, it's not, we have to deal with the things that steal our peace, the things that get under our garden and bring us pain. Sometimes it's a decision that we've made or a statement that we've made or sometimes it's an intrusive thought. But go back immediately, trace back to where you lost your peace and it's not as hard as it sounds. You just keep going back, no, 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 I had no, didn't have no, no. Okay, I had peace there and I didn't have peace there. So what happened between those? And when you, when you start to really know what the living in the peace of the Lord is, you will never want to not be there. So whatever it takes and whatever time it takes me to go back and trace back to where I lost my peace so I can get it again, I'll do it. Sometimes you have to repent of a decision made without him, without considering him. Or maybe you have to repent of a reaction that wasn't right or a thing said that, that he told you not to and you said it anyway. Sometimes you have to take him a pain and get it healed. If somebody said something, get the pain and go, Lord, this hurt me. You know, the moment we bring something into the light and we give it to him, almost instantly there's healing. When we don't build on that thing, when we don't allow it to stay there, but we actually have really short accounts with the Lord and we take things to him really, really quickly. We get healed really quickly. We get back into peace really fast. Apologize if you need to. Forgive if that's what's needed, but get your peace back. Sometimes it's a matter of don't sweat the small stuff. Learning how to let the small stuff go so that, you know, letting things go so maybe you're not living in or doing things in the ideal way according to the way, you know, my linen cupboard no longer looks like it used to because my kids now fold the laundry. (laughs) And they fold it in squares instead of, you know, I've felt it, anyway. And I had to decide whether I wanted to do everything or let them do some things and then just be all right with it. It, Because sometimes what we do is we let them do it and then we still like get agitated by it and we lose our peace over some of those small things, letting those things go. Sometimes in music practice (laughs) and you're going, you're standing here and you've only got 10 minutes left and you haven't started music practice and someone's still not here, um, or people are talking. Like, sometimes you just have to let it go. Sometimes you have to say, you know, stop. Let's go. But if it's going to cost you your peace, sometimes you just got to let it go and have something not as ideal, but have your peace so much more worth it than having everything perfect with no peace. Because that's what perfectionism does. Perfectionism comes from a place of fear, and it steals your peace. Excellence comes from a place of love and it actually draws you into a place of peace. Is anything worth your peace? If you can't stay in peace, it's a good indication you've stepped out of him. Trace back where, enter back in. If you can't be where you are and be in peace, don't be there. Walk out, walk away, walk away from the situation. Get before the Lord, find your peace, and then maybe he'll invite you back into that situation. And so lastly, number three, 
bringing your peace. See, the same word in the New Testament for peace is the word reconcile. It's the same word, to set at one again. So the heart of peace is always to bring people back at one again, one with each other and one with the Lord. Oneness, unity, that is always the heart of peace. The, the heart of peace is, is that people in conflict would be able to come back into oneness and value over um, being right or any other issue in, in the circumstance, value peace over anything and come back into that place. And if during this season, if you carry peace and if you're existing in peace and you're in him, you may get the opportunity to bring peace. That is reconciliation. Whether it's between family members, whether it's between friends, whatever it is, but never lose your peace in this attempt. Sometimes we step into a place of a saviour for someone or a group of people, and we're never called to do that. We're never called to be saviour for someone. There is already a saviour. We're called to bring the peace that points people to the saviour, points people to the one who has already done it all and in whom is all peace. Like Jesus in the storm, he simply administrated to his surroundings the place he was already in, in his inner world. All he did was bring what he already owned, the place he was already standing in, the thing he already had proved on the inside of him and let it out. That's all he did. And so if we're going to discover, find peace, stay in peace, and if we've done that long enough, then what we get to do is just open our gates and release peace around us. And it will bring people back into community. It'll bring people back to Jesus. We'll be known by the way that we love one another and love is demonstrated in a realm of peace. The peace of the Lord, see, it, it declared peace it, at every single transition period that Jesus was in on earth. His coming, his crucifixion, his resurrection, it was peace, peace, peace. That is the, his government. That is what he seeks to administrate from heaven onto earth through us. And so in order for us to be able to administrate a realm of peace, we have to have peace. We can only administrate what we own. We can only administrate from where we are. So we have to find the pathways of peace. And so I just want to land it there today. I don't want to go too long. But I just want to, can we just have some pads on? And I just want to administrate this realm of peace, especially for people who are going into places that might lack it <laughs> over this next season. And I know that's not everybody, but I do know that Christmas can be a really hard time for some people. So let's all just stand for a moment.
And let's just posture ourselves in that place of leaning into Him. Holy Spirit, we just lean in. Lord, we lean into your love. We lean into that realm of peace. We step into you. And Holy Spirit, would you show us, would you start to show us the areas in our life that often trip us up and pull us out of a place of peace? And I just saw, you know, like in the, um, in the airplane where, actually, I've never seen it happen. They tell you at the beginning of every flight that it could. The, the, uh, the rows light up to direct you in a crisis. If, 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 the, if the plane's going down or if something has happened and it, it lights up to help you find your way. And I just saw all of those um, rows light up around each of you. And I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that over this season, you're going to be ever present, that if we allow our eye to see, if we incline our eyes to you, that you will show us, you will light up the way to peace. You will light up the ways out of destruction. You will light up the ways out of destruction, Holy Spirit. We just thank you for that realm of peace and you're gonna do it in peace. You're gonna do it in peace. This peace I have given you. Holy Spirit, would you just come and release your peace over this place right now? I just thank you that you're already here. And I thank you that you've already opened up that realm of the administration of the kingdom of heaven, the government of heaven, the government of peace. I thank you, Lord, that over this season, the only thing that we need to do to administrate that peace is to be in you. I thank you the weight of the government the weight of it is on you. The weight of governing, the weight of it all is on you and all we have to do is step into you. You know, the weight of the condition of your family, your unsaved family members or your family members that are abusive in the way that they speak, those those. The weight of that's on Him. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to change someone. You don't have to change the situation. You don't have to sacrifice yourself for the salvation of others. You just have to step into Him. He's got the weight. You know, if we step into Him, we get to experience Him as wonderful counsellor. The experience of Him. Mighty God, everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Tucked up under the wing of the Lord is the experience of those names. They're not titles. They're the experience of those names. 
So Holy Spirit, we just invite You to bring the manifestation of the Prince of Peace, the Keeper of the Peace into this room right now. And I just thank You, Lord, that You're pouring out that peace over everyone who will tuck themselves in to the wing of the Lord. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be afraid. For the empowerment of the peace of the Lord will keep you in Him. Some of you need to let go of the weight of the government, the weight that's been on your shoulders. peace back into the place of the pain all you have to do is give him the pain to step a foot off the pathway of peace. He really, I really believe he's, he's saying that he desires to teach us how to stay on the pathways of peace if we would just look, listen, ask. So Holy Spirit, we say yes. We say yes to the, the invitation to incline our ear to your direction, to your guidance, to your warnings. Lord, we invite you to speak in to places in our lives where we are about to step foot off the pathways of peace. 
Holy Spirit, we invite You to speak into that place. Holy Spirit, we invite You to show us pathways out of destruction. He says He leads us into broad places, but there's a path to walk. So Lord, we say yes to the invitation to walk on pathways of peace, pathways of righteousness, pathways of truth, pathways of joy, pathways of justice. These are the pathways of the Lord. And we thank You, Lord, that You uphold Your peace, Your government of peace with justice and righteousness. Help us walk in those ways. Help us walk in those ways. Help us walk in those ways. Help us have an answer that responds to the heart of the question or heart of the statement being made by someone else where it may be unkind, but Lord, would you give us the answer that speaks to the heart and unlocks the heart? Will you give us the words that unlock the hearts of the people around us so they can receive the realm of peace? saying that 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 level of request requires trust and that he has to trust that if he reveals the hearts of others to us that we will respond in love and kindness we respond from a place of peace that we actually respond from a place of the father's heart toward that person So Lord, help us. Jesus, we just thank you that when you left heaven to come on earth to bring the government of peace for us, you knew how much it would cost you. 
Lord, you knew the cost it would be to you to bring and administrate a government of peace on earth. That peace meaning reconciliation. That Lord, it required your death that we would be able to be reconciled with the Father and live in the place of peace. And we thank you for that cost. We acknowledge the cost to you for our peace. We acknowledge the cost to you that we would be set at one again with the Lord, set at one again with our Father. And we thank you for that. And we don't squander that. You can take your communion. So I'm just gonna pray and then release everyone. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for this day of celebration about Jesus <laughs> and that He came and that He established on earth Your Kingdom, a Kingdom that has no end and is a Kingdom of Peace. Lord, we thank You that You surround us with Your peace. I thank You, Lord, that we walk in Your peace. I thank You, Lord, that Your ways are peace. I thank You that Your name is peace. And I thank You that in You, we are in the One who has already overcome it all. So Holy Spirit, would You just come and rest upon us over this whole season? Would You teach us and show us and guide us in ways of peace and that we, could be peace to others, that they would seek the one who is peace to us. In Jesus' name, amen. We will see you all next year. Wow. Be blessed. <laughs>